Research Stories. Your podcast uncovering stories from influential figures in the field of learning and instruction. What motivated them to become researchers? What are their next projects? And what advice do they have for young researchers of early the European Association for Research on Learning and Instruction? Your host, Stefan Siegel. Hello and welcome back to the Early Research Stories podcast, a platform where we uncover stories from influential figures in the field of learning and instruction. I'm your host, Dr. Stefan Siegel, and today we're doing something a little different. I'm pulling back the curtain to take you behind the scenes of this very podcast. I explain the core idea and my motivations for bringing it to life and show you how an episode is produced, from concept to post-production. The main aim of this podcast is to recognize the achievements of influential representatives of early and the field of higher education and to interview them about their careers, their research and their involvement with early. With my fellow coordinators of the special interest group, Higher Education, SIG4, Helga Dorner and Rochelle Estahasi, I started developing the idea for this podcast in 2021. The podcast was born out of my passion for higher education research and the desire to share valuable insights and inspirations from experienced researchers. What has happened so far? This podcast was launched in 2022. The first two guests were Sari Lindblom and Jan Vermund. I led the interviews with them in February and April 2022 and I was fascinated by their reflections and insights. Unfortunately, the idea for this podcast wasn't born at that time. That's why these two conversations are not podcast episodes in a strict sense. However, you can find the transcripts of the interviews on the Early Research Stories podcast website. To start a podcast with written texts is rather unusual. However, I felt that these interviews belong to the series. So far, we have produced seven episodes in total. Producing an episode. Producing a podcast episode involves several steps. I would like to give you now some insights into how I usually did it. Step 1. Guest selection and pre-interview preparation. The first step in producing an episode was to select a guest. My podcast typically features researchers in the field of learning and instructions who are members of EARLY. To find potential guests, I brainstormed with my fellow SIG4 coordinators on who has been a long-standing member of EARLY and who has an interesting story to share. To find potential guests, we also took a closer look at EARLY OEUVRE award winners and winners of the Outstanding Publication Award. After identifying a guest, I reached out to them to explain the purpose and format of the podcast and to schedule a date. To ensure a well-rounded and engaging conversation, I delved into the guest's background, previous work and current projects. This helped me to craft questions, to spark insightful discussions and to write an outline for the interview. For all episodes, I used a guide, i.e. a set of similar questions. Before recording the episode, I also had to find a suitable date and book the studio. Recording the interview. With regard to the recording of the podcast episode, I was very fortunate and grateful to have the support of the Teaching Innovation Lab at the University of St. Gallen in Switzerland.
Detail has set up a fully equipped podcast studio and supported me in the production. I would like to thank Fabia Odermatt, Media Lab Specialist, for her professional support and patience. To make sure that the audio quality is of a high standard, I used professional equipment and software. In the show notes, you will find a link to an interactive graphic where I show you what equipment I used. During the interview, I tried to speak rather slowly, clearly and to avoid, for instance, filler words. Especially regarding my international guests, the interviews were recorded via video calls. Post-production. Creating a high-quality podcast goes beyond just recording a great conversation. Post-production plays a crucial role in refining the audio and ensuring a professional sound. After the recording session, the audio files were first edited for clarity and brevity. To elevate the quality of the podcast, we applied different post-production techniques such as removing the background noise, leveling the audio tracks and using effects such as compression, normalization or equalization. Step 4. Publishing your podcast, marketing and hosting. After completing the post-production phase of an episode, the final step involved publishing, marketing and hosting to ensure that the podcast reaches interested listeners and gains traction. Looking at different alternatives, I decided to host and publish my podcast on the platform Captivate as the Teaching Innovation Lab has a subscription plan for it. Other free hosting platforms such as Buzzsprout or Podbean would have probably worked as well. Captivate, however, allowed me to manage the podcast schedule, upload episodes and create show notes with helpful links and contact information and to create a website for the Early Research Stories podcast. I created the artworks, for example the podcast cover, using Canva and listed the podcast in leading directories including Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. To promote the podcast, I worked, for example, together with Lisa Van Heren, Early Association Manager at the Early Office. Additionally, I used my own social media channels, for example, Twitter or YouTube. Looking back and into the future. Developing this podcast was and is a great learning project for myself. Creating a podcast like this takes, however, time and effort, so it's important to consider ways to make the podcast more sustainable in the long run. To make the podcast more sustainable, to broaden it thematically and to foster a sense of community, we are currently exploring ways to involve junior researchers from various special interest groups within early. This collaboration could take multiple forms. For example, guest hosting. Junior researchers could host episodes offering diverse perspectives and facilitating a wider range of conversations. Content curation. Junior researchers could suggest topics, guests or even create entire thematic series for the podcast. And production assistance. Involving junior researchers in different aspects of the production such as editing, social media management or outreach could help to share the workload and create opportunities for their skill development. To further explore these and other options, I will host a workshop at the JUR 2023 pre-conference at the Aristotle University of Thessaloniki in Greece this August. Opening the doors to collaboration could create a more inclusive, diverse and sustainable podcast that reflects the rich tapestry of research interests within the early community – 
Ultimately, my goal is to inspire and support the next generation of researchers, fostering a culture of curiosity, collaboration and growth. All in all, the Early Research Stories podcast is an evolving platform dedicated to sharing the inspiring stories of researchers in learning and instruction. By offering a glimpse into the behind-the-scenes process, I hope to encourage more junior researchers to engage and contribute to this project, helping it to thrive and grow within our community. That's all for today's special episode. If you're interested in learning more about podcasting, check out the valuable resources in the show notes of this episode. Thanks for joining me on this unique journey. Stay tuned, we'll be back with more research stories soon. Until then, stay curious and stay inspired. This is a podcast produced by the European Association for Research on Learning and Instruction in collaboration with the Institute of Business Education and Educational Management and the Media Lab at the University of St. Gallen. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.